This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. New message. What up, what up? It's Heather's cousin. You dated her in college, or maybe you were just in the same class. Anyway, I heard you bought a boat, my man. Let's hit the water. Oh, and Heather told me you always liked uh, snacks and stuff, so I could totally bring some chips. When you get a boat, you also get new friends. Make sure Progressive's one of them, and get coverage today for as little as $100 a year. Hey, also, I'm a little short on cash, so can you cover the chips? Thanks. I can see why Heather liked you. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Annual premium for basic liability policy not available in all states. You made it. Here. Finally. Checked out of office to check into the sweet views of that place you've always wanted to go. You know the one. It's nice. Even the kids like it. This place is so cool. And they never like it. Mom, can we go to the pool? Look at that. Not even asking for the Wi-Fi. When you're with Amex, it's not if it's going to happen, but when. American Express. Don't live life without it. Hello everyone, how you doing? I thought someone was going to take the video off me there, but it seems he wasn't for me. So how you doing everyone? Welcome to Friday Night Live with That Mill Podcast. Hope you guys are doing well. Everyone get your comments into the comment section. Evening to everyone. Joining me as always, my two regular co-hosts, got Mr. Mickey Simpson, who's on mute. Make sure you unmute yourself, please, mate. <laughs> um, evening to you, Mickey. Uh, you can bring yourself in whenever you like. <laughs> evening. Sorry about that, about the video um, at the start. That was me what fucked it up. Um, pressed the wrong one, but hey ho, professional as always. And, having a uh, bear. Yeah. Having a bear, basically. Have, having a nil. And uh, Neil's already t- took himself off mute, so he's halfway through there. So um, hello, Mr. Fizzler. How you doing, mate? You all right? Good evening, Omar. Good evening, Mickey. Good evening, everybody. 
Shout out to everyone in the chat as always. Kevin Porter, how are you doing, Kev? Oliver, nice to see you're on Warzone. We'll have to get a Mill Podcast Warzone uh, team going and um, try and get some dubs one night. But uh, yeah, I hope you're doing well, mate. Same to you, Barry. Hope you're doing well. Evening to you. Everyone having a drink tonight as always, I hope. Uh, I've still not had a drink this year yet. I don't know. Are you boys drinking tonight, Neil and Mickey? Anyone on the drink? No, mate. I'm on painkillers. So yeah, no, I'm just doubling up on them instead. So uh, yeah, hey-ho. Good fun. I'm on the old... No, uh, I'm only having what Mickey's having. I'm on the Highland Springs, so you know I'm, I'm, I'm on health the as well. Juice again. <laughs> yeah, no. Well, I'm on nothing. I forgot my drink, so yeah, it's uh, it's it's schoolboy errors tonight, mate. Fuck you, now. Even Alan, hope you're doing well, mate. Um, I'm sure he'll probably be uh, mentioning his misses in a bit and saying Neil can have that. Are you on Tinder yet, Neil? I think everyone wants to know that before we carry on. <laughs> Why we're still in bloody lockdown? We can't go anywhere, mate. Come on, Tinder's got to be. You uh... can't go down the boozer, can you? Come on. Well, you're telling me about your little yeah, trip. Yeah, where are you going to take her? Where are you, you going to take her? You used to have on your little trip to Lidl earlier. So, I mean, you know, you could always a uh, little uh, day trip out to Lidl. <laughs> yeah, no, well, that's MILF heaven, mate. You can't take a bird there. Evening to Charlie. Hope you're doing well, mate. Um, evening to John. Also, Mick M. Hope you're doing well, mate. And likewise to Linus. Hello, Keith. And also, Mr. Joe Zampa. So, yeah, thanks for joining as always, guys. We're going to preview... Uh, obviously, our game tomorrow gets Barnsley away at Oakwell and also talk about a few various topics. I think Neil's um, kind of got a topic, nice topic for us that we'll come on to halfway through the show about Mill strikers, obviously, because we've not scored many goals recently. So we've got a list of, I think it's post-millennial strikers, isn't it, Neil, for who play for Millwall? So you just obviously I got statistics on there. I, I think it's actually the last 10 years. Okay, well, last 10 years I, then. Yeah, well, I borrowed it from Hoff. I think if anybody has seen it on Hoff over the last few days, it's... There's been quite a lot of debate about it, so I thought it would just be quite a good thing for us to discuss and show that maybe our strikers this season are just as shit as they've been for the last 10. So we have um, a few days to dissect or kind of get over, so to speak, the two draws we've had recently, chaps. I mean, how are we feeling first, Mickey? You know, a couple of days are settled. Looking forward to tomorrow's game. How do you feel after them two draws? I still feel positive. I think we're all right, mate. I mean, the draw's a draw, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? At the end of the day, okay, we didn't win, but we're still sitting middle of the table. I think we're safe for the season. Um, and, uh, yeah, I think we'll be all right. I think we'll probably get another another few uh, decent results and go. I mean, look, we're still unbeaten at the moment, so every every cloud has a silver lining, doesn't it? Yeah, I mean, obviously now nine games unbeaten, Neil. So, you know, room for optimism, room for being, you know, are we are we over the last two games, mate? I think I'm happy to go into tomorrow's game. It's going to be difficult, but, you know, it's, I'm quite excited for tomorrow's game now. Mate, it's going to be quite our game, isn't it? I think it always is up there. Uh, it's one of those places you don't want to go this time of year because it's a fucking toilet. That's Yeah, but that's, a, yeah, but that's make no bones about it. It's never warm up there whenever you go there, is it? And they've generally, yeah, but they've still got the ump that that we closed all their coal mines in the nineteen eighties. So, 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 well, it ain't going to be easy, is it? Considering the way days you can possibly get, I don't mind Barnsley so much. To be fair, I think we're not. You're right, though. We normally have them on a cold January or February. It's going to be raining, pissing down. You know, we. I, I, can't, I think one season. I'm going to say 2010 season. We had them last game of the season. It was a dead rubber game. Um, I only remember it because I got Steve Morris's training shirt that day. So, like, that's a little novelty for me at that time. But, um, yeah, we, we normally play him in a shit kind of middle of the season, poor weather. I think we was meant to have him on a Tuesday night last season, but it got obviously 
postpone and push back with Project Restart. But yeah, I mean, I'm optimistic for tomorrow. I mean, I don't know what the chat's thinking. Obviously, a few little latecomers into the show. We've got Gavin. How you doing, mate? Uh, I think we've already said already, but I'm on the water. Uh, Neil's on the on the old um, diluted juice and uh, Mickey's on the painkillers, so he's not drinking either. But um, I'd like to see this from Joe Zampa on the Camden Pale Ale, though. A little, uh, little tipple, that one. Pale Ale fan yourself, Neil? No, nah, it's a trendy drink, that, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, the Camden Brewery. Uh, yeah, well, I ain't going to pay £6 for a bottle of beer. I'm missing the cold Stella. I'll say that much. I'm missing the cold Stella from the pub. I'm not going to lie. I'm a lot yeah, of strong bow though. original. Yeah, but a strong bow original that Alan's got. Yeah, but I wouldn't mind a nice, yeah, but a nice cold pint of that, or even a Kingfisher with a nice curry. But, Neil, but Neil's on Neil's on the in betweeners drink where you go for carvery and then you get a, a cider with your carvery when they're seventeen years old. I, myself, I'm not a big fan of the old ciders myself. I, I, I don't mind a dark fruit. It's it's the tolerance one, but I think you kind of progress from the strong bow, don't you? And then go on to lagers. I feel like that's the progression I went yeah. for anyway. Yeah, well, I'm not a big fan of lager. Don't really like the taste of it. Even as a Josh yeah, more as well. of vodka. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, like I said, we've obviously spoke about just briefly the looting game. I think, you know, I'm looking forward to tomorrow's tie. I think we're going to be seeing if there's some changes. I think we've had some good news during the week to do with uh, Jake Cooper. I don't know if you boys see it, but apparently he's not going to require surgery. So fingers crossed he'll be back sooner rather than later. But it's not quite the defence we need to strengthen in at the moment, is it, Neil? No, uh, obviously, I think I think we're all dead chuffed that uh, Jake Cooper could be back tomorrow. Hopefully, he is. By all accounts, he wanted to play the other night. That just shows what the man's all about, really. He doesn't want to miss a game of football. But, yeah, again, two games on the trot. We've looked really poor with the ball, haven't we, in the final third? Um scoring and creating chances. We've spoke about it so often, it's just boring to talk about, to be quite honest, isn't it? That, oh, yeah, well, are we going to create any chances? Are we going to score any chances? Yeah, but in all likelihood is we might score one or two. One tomorrow, I don't know. Depends on who he plays up front. In before we win 3-0, right? So, fingers crossed. I'm loving some of the shouts in here <laughs> on the drinks, by the way. John on the Stella, I'm for it. Kingfisher is always a decent... Uh, tip-wise well I feel like um, we've also got Augustine uh, Hellers from McM Adam's on the Dark Fruits Josh on the Estrella I love an Estrella to be fair Estrella is a good one man and also Superbock when I when we was in Portugal for the uh, Nations League a couple of seasons ago that was great I like Superbock as well so but yeah I mean the strikers I mean I guess we'll come to it now real uh, Neil really I think you, we've got the statistic I think Mickey if you want to try and get him up on the screen for us if you can mate whilst we're talking about it but we was looking through, I mean, I think it was on Hoff, like you mentioned the other day, and it was obviously previewed and mentioned. But obviously the goals per game ratio for our strikers, I think there's a couple of graphs, but it made an interesting read. I think there was also the other, have you got the other one on there, Mickey, with, to do with the goals in their time at the club? Oh, No, I've only got these two. Do you want me to get them up? No, it's fine. I think this is, to be fair, this shows it as well. It's this, just got, obviously... this, this is the goals there. So 64 appearances, seven goals. Mm -hmm. So at their time at the club. So, yeah. That's for John, uh, John Abel Fast. Put the other one up anyway, mate, because obviously we'll look at the better times instead. I mean, Chris Wood at the top there, Neil. You know what I'm thinking straight away about that one. <laughs> mate, how in the fuck did we not sign Chris Wood? Yeah, when we could have got him for 250 grand and we could just have taken a punt. No, we could have taken a punt instead of having him online. 
That's what I'm saying. He didn't want to come to us anyway. I think he was an emergency loan, wasn't he? Remember when we could get away with signing like a couple of players in September and October? I think he fell into that category because Kenny Jackett loves picking up an emergency loan out of nowhere, um, especially for strikers. I remember Phil Robertson being one as well. Robertson? Robinson, should I say. Um, and obviously he's on that list as well. I, I'm amazed he only played 11 games for us. I know he was there for maybe a season at most, but I'm surprised to see Phil Robertson only play 11 games. I was surprised also to see Harry Smith on there. I mean, Harry Smith obviously yeah. had his own trials and tribulations, didn't he, whilst at the club, but... Yeah, yeah well, Harry Smith is only on there because he scored that hat-trick against Braintree in the FA Cup. Correct, that's true. I remember him yeah. scoring once in the league, I feel like, as well. But yeah, he did play his score a couple in the cup, I remember. I mean, it makes you die, doesn't it, seeing, you know, Matt Smith's statistics up there, you know, that he's, you know, he's, he's high up on that list and then... You think that, you know, the poor fucker don't get a game. Yeah. I mean, so this is obviously a question now that we're looking at the statistics from the strikers. I mean, Gavin's asked the question, would we keep any of the strikers end of the season? I'd only keep Smith, but I expect he will go. I mean, it's he's right, to be fair. I can't. I mean, Sahor, maybe if we could get more loan again, I think Sahor offers something, but he's injured again. So, I mean, no, I guess Sahor won't me. be fancied by a lot of people, but I feel like if you can promise him being fit, then. I'd keep him, but that's the if, I guess, under his head, isn't it, really? You can't really promise him being fit, can you, Neil? No, you can't, and and that's a definite no for me. He's been here, what, he's played 14 games and scored three goals. It's not ideal, really, is it, for a player of supposed Premier League pedigree mm-hmm. who plays in the Premier League. To be honest, I would keep Matt Smith. Matt Smith would probably be the only one of that group of strikers I would keep although we've just given a we've just given a Bradshaw a contract so I guess that he will be here Bavard's son has unfortunately got another year left on this contract which is bad news for all concerned he's thinking of closing the club <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I do actually agree with Mick M I think if you go to the to a little bit further down, yeah. I actually agree with you, Mick. I think if we'd have got Kiefer Moore at the start of the season, I think it might have been a little bit different. But the only problem with Kiefer Moore is we're not creating enough chances. So you could almost put anybody up front. And um, we wouldn't have fucking paid his money either. Yes, we would have done. Would we fuck? Or else we would have got him. Well, this is it though, isn't no, it? No, they offered more for him. I think also he was Welsh striker, you know, he's he, if Cardiff yeah. come up, Cardiff's a better proposition than Millwall. So even if we didn't match the money, I, I personally think he probably would have turned around and said I'm still going Cardiff. But you never know. I'm sure Harris was quite keen to get him. And I imagine if Harris was still here, I'm sure he was on his list before Kiffin Moore because it was at Wickham before and scoring some goals. But yeah, I mean, it's an interesting one, I think, because, you know, you're looking through like what people are saying here. And I think, what was the question I saw on there? Um Linus here is replying saying we need to all the strikers go in his opinion and then here's the question from Barry isn't it where would we be if we had a prolific goal scorer like a lot of people at my workplace and a lot of people in general know me as the Millwall fan and they always ask me how we're getting on and I feel like I've repeated myself this week I'm going you know we're so difficult to beat if the team puts seven or eight past us I mean you know it's a rarity where like you know we're gonna have a day where like we've got three or four goals against us or you know we're definitely a team that's difficult to beat but you know, we just can't score for love or money, can we, Neil? And that's ultimately what the problem is there, isn't it? 
Yeah, creating and you know you win football matches by scoring goals, don't you? Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, there's no other way of winning them unless the opposition puts puts one in for you. And it's a we've we've done it to death, haven't we? You need to create chances. You need to score goals. That's how you win football matches. Mm-hmm. It's I actually agree with. I think Gavin's just come up. We'd be in the top six if we had a fifteen or twenty. A season striker. Um, we had Chris Wood scoring goals for us. I reckon we'd be comfortably in the playoffs. To be honest, I do think that. Yeah, yeah, and I think if we had Kiefer Moore, we'd be up towards there as well. It's the I I personally think it's the one area this summer that he really, really has to address, and we need to ask John Berylson. Mm-hmm. Can we speculate to accumulate? I know that Brentford spent what four, four and a half million on Ivan Tony, and now they're talking that he's probably worth fifteen or twenty million if he scores goals. I think we need to probably start taking that kind of risk because that's what every other club in the yeah in the league is doing. So we can't do this on the cheap all the time. Mickey is actually disagreeing with me. It's I not going to happen. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. As long as as long as you got a hole in your ass, still it ain't going to happen. There is no fucking way in a million years that John Berylson is going to pay four and a half million pound, five million pound for a player, unless we're pretty much on the verge of going into the playoffs, or we were on the verge of going up. On you know, if we we're in the top four. Coming up towards, you know, 10 games, 20 games, you know, coming up to January where the season's open, we're in the top three, top four, then you know what? There's a possibility, mate. But as long as we're out of that, that area coming into January, it's not a fucking chance and now he's going to spend five million because it's too much of a risk. Because the problem is, is that, you know, the wages and all that lot and the investment level is, is too much. I mean, John is a great chairman and, you know, he's kept us a, it's kept us afloat and everything else, but he's not going to be he's not going to be spending that. I mean, they're not going to increase the wage bill. I mean, someone's on four or five million, they're going to be on twenty, thirty, forty thousand pound a week. And it just it's never going to happen at Millwall. They've got a wage cap um there not to upset everybody, and most of their wages are all on a level, and then it's all tied up with image rights and other deals and add-ons and everything else. There's no way in a million years that it's going to happen. Not in, not in a million years. So, well, okay. whatever you've got. To play devil's advocate today, Mickey, then, if you look at the league table, right, you've got Norwich City, Brentford, Watford, Swansea, Reading, Cardiff, all previous Premier League sides as well, apart from Brentford in that scenario, all have got money behind them, all have can spend money, all can compete yeah, but it's not, at the top. It's but not, this is, no, 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 no. My point, my point is, is you, you would, Mill's never going to get into the top six then in your eyes then if we don't, if, if, if that's the fact. No, that's not, no, no, that's not it. No, Mill will get in the top six but without, without thing. The difference between... How though? How? Cardiff, how? difference between Cardiff, Norwich, et cetera, et cetera, all the other ones above us, right, is the fact that their commercial setup is probably 10 years ahead of ours. Brentford had a ten thousand seat stadium till last season. No, 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 yeah, 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 yeah. That way. no, 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 not not stadium. I'm not talking about stadium. I'm about commercial revenue, commercial revenue through sponsorship, etc., etc., etc. We are now starting to move in that direction, but we are still probably ten years behind most of the opposition. I mean, I know how much they, I know how much what you call it spent, how much um, Husky did, but you know, well, Mickey, the problem you're saying, ago, right? The problem you're saying it wasn't nowhere there. 
Sorry to speak over you, mate, but the problem with commercial is the reason these lot have got better commercial outputs and better sponsorship deals is because they've been in the Premier League and been on Sky TV. This is the point I'm trying to say to you. If then Millwall can't compete with that, and you're saying we're not going to sign players and we're not going to spend four or five million, I'm asking you, what do you think is an alternative? What can we do to try until and compete? We've, until you've got shirt sponsors and you've got stadium sponsors and everyone else paying the same sort of money what Huskies, right, and, and you've got various different avenues playing, you know, all the corners of the stadium have got their, you know, it's on the website for them, £20,000 a year. They've got fucking 30. As soon as everything's loaded up and all the, the, the edge graphics and stadium naming and everything else, as soon as all that package is lined up, then, yeah, great. You know what? Then they've got the money there to be able to go, you know what, we can do this. I mean, they've got the LED screens because it, it, it's more sense. It makes money on – it's easier turnover than having the boards, which I agree with, but they were a massive um, investment. But it's an investment to accumulate. So, so if I ask you a question about what we can do to compete without spending money, you're saying we have to spend money. I'm saying what what, what can – We I can't. It's not well. Maybe, what, if, what if we play some of the youth players and see if they're worth something? What if that's, suddenly – What that's, if George Alexander comes in the team and scores 20 goals in this season? I'm not saying he will. But what if he does? And he's suddenly a young English forward that plays in the championship. He'd be a that's five, you, six, seven, eight million pound signing. Know that is how you're going to get investment into the club is by doing what the problem is. Though again with the youth is that again the youth system is so far behind other teams because don't forget under Kenny Jacket we shut it. We so, won the under 18s league last season for the southern area. So I don't know. Maybe they're not. Maybe it is there. But I think the problem is though is, and this is the scenario we've got. And I know you're coming into Neil, and we're talking about strikers. We're talking about people that can score, and obviously, you know, spending some money. I think you put Ivan Tony in this team. Ivan Tony doesn't score ten goals for Mill this season. I think that's ultimately no. another problem we have, where you can yeah. spend the money on these players, but then they look better when they play for a Brentford. They look better when Tony was at Peterborough because Peterborough play to attack. Peterborough play in games where they're looking to dictate play try and score and make their assets at the top of the league look good. Look at that Sammy Schmodjic, is that his name is. Um, he's scoring goals for fun for Peterborough at the moment in League One. But he's playing in a side where their whole intention is, we're going to outscore the opposition. Mill, on the other hand, is, you know, you probably say Jake Cooper's one of our valuable assets because we're playing a defensively solid side. Bart Bilkowski's one of our assets as well. I don't know what you yeah, think, but, but Jake Cooper now, no, sorry, Neil, before you came, Jake Cooper now is potentially damaged goods. You know, his shoulder... It, you know, he's had two injuries in, in a space of thingy. That potentially could be, you know, a red flag now when, what, not not that long ago, there was talk of him being worth a good few million, possibly Rangers or, or Reading. But now, do you think you're going to get that money now? I, I just don't think you will. I think you will. You won't it's, get it. Couple, yeah, but you won't get it injuries, because... Yeah, no, you won't get it because... Uh, Go on, Neil, say it. actually changed. Go yeah, on, say it, Neil. Blank, gone, blank COVID. Get the bingo card yeah, but, out. Yeah, well, that's true, though. Yeah, well, you're not going to get it because of Malcolm, COVID. Malcolm's yeah? hit on, Malcolm has hit it on the net on the on the head there. That that comment is why we are that's probably bollocks. That's no, bollocks. It's not, it's I'm not having that. Fat. It's bollocks. No, I disagree with that. I, I disagree We are with the that. closest team to the city of London. We are in a catchment area. We are also right by a train track. I'm not. I, the reputation precedes us in the 80s and 90s. We're now in the current day where. Let's be honest, that is a far and few between. And I know we've got a reputation, but for commercial sponsorship, look at Husky putting money into us. Husky is a well-recognised brand invested in McLaren, in Indy cars, in everything. I think, the reputa- I think the reputation is not a thing anymore. I would have agreed with you 15, 20 years ago. Not anymore for me. Before yeah, you go in, Neil... Yeah, but this comment here. Yeah, but this comment here. 
Yeah, for Danny Stroud, yeah? Exactly what I, I think, was going to I think the last bit sums it up for me, yeah? It comes down to our, scru- our, sorry, our scouting stroke recruitment yep. needing to be better. Yeah. And it all boils down to 100%. I 100% agree. And I think he said a little bit further up, we need to be shopping in the league. Yeah, with the top end. Yeah, exactly. That's what I was going to come to. I was going to come to Danny's two comments there, to be fair, because I agree with you. But the recruitment's there. Like, look at Marlon Romeo. He was a 23s player we signed from Ginningham on a free transfer. Oh, my God. Is everything okay, Neil? <laughs> yeah, just half my desk's fallen on the floor. <laughs> I'll stick you on mute while she. I'll deal with that, Neil. Uh, whilst you've got everything back together, you're on mute for a second. But um, I think the recruitment is there, but then it boils down to then financially not backing us. Then I think you know I'm we've got to be okay. We've got to be wise about who we challenge and bring in but at the same time yeah, we, we've got we, to have we, the money behind you you've got to go and buy players if you think they're good enough look at Malumbi we missed out on Malumbi we didn't bid enough why didn't we bid more why didn't we try and outbid uh, why didn't we try and get him on permanent do you know what I mean if, if there's a real need and they desire, didn't want it. to sell him they didn't want to sell him yeah we missed out on Malumbi because they only wanted a loan Jason Malumbi and we didn't want to um, tie him up with a loan because yeah. in case we wanted someone else and so what we did was we offered them a deal which we knew they weren't going to take in a million yeah. years, yeah. were they? And it just happened to be that we happened to sling that out 12 hours before he went to Preston online for the rest of the season. I think this is an ownership problem as well, though. And I love John Berylson as an owner for what he's done the last 15 years for the club, right? And he's stabilised the ship. And he's come in and he's basically, you know, made Mill financially sound. When you look at other teams in the championship that have not been in the Premier League, we're probably the most solid, most secure club in the league, aside from the teams that have got parachute payments, I feel. And we live within our means, which is fine. However, then, then he needs to have more of a say because he's always the first to go, I'm not really a football person. I'm not, you know, I leave the manager to do his job and and we live within our means, right? And he even, I think he even said it the other day, I think, Rowick, because he had an interview with um, News at Den and he's talking about how Belson rings him after games and talks him through it. But he always turns around to him and goes, I'm not going to tell you about the changes you make as manager because you're the one that's employed to do it. I think this is where it's a big stumbling block as a club because then we should have, I think, we should have a footballing person above the manager that's putting pressure on the manager to say, this is how we should play now because we're going to do this and this. There's no, the, the mill identity that Neil Harris brought in, a lot of people don't want to see anymore. But now you need, you need instead of backing the manager and letting the manager do his tactics, you need to employ a manager that you think as a club, the way you want to play. Then you can bring in youngsters. Then you can bring in players from all over the place that fit in of a mill kind of system, the, not just what the manager wants to do. I don't think he's what the manager wants at Millwall. Yeah, you need to unmute yourself, Neil, or else we can't hear you. Um, <laughs> I don't think it is what the... It, it is. Not, this is Gary Rout. It's Gary Rout wants to. Gary Rout is playing this formation because he wants Gary Rout players next season. We back Gary no, Rout. Imagine, imagine, imagine Gary Rout gets sacked halfway through next season. Then we have Gary Rout players, but then we appoint someone that's different to Gary Rout as a manager. Yeah, but for years is, it's always been around Aldo and the and the other guys where they use all the programming and whatnot to find the players what what fit in to the model what they need and you know and I mean not being funny but Aldo went for a reason. But we, we spoke yeah. about recruitment before, Mickey, a few shows mm. ago, and we said about how the manager's got too much power. And we're an old school club, and that's a good thing about it, you could say. It's got its own benefits where what the manager wants, the manager gets. 
the reason Aldo was here with Neil Harris is because he'd give players to Neil Harris and Neil Harris goes, I want these players. And Neil Harris would choose the players. The same thing with Gary Rowett now. Rowett's going, I want these players. The recruitment team might turn around and go, especially with Aldo, he might have said, here's these players. They're, I think they're worthy players, people we should look at. But he'll turn around and go, no, I want Mason Bennett. I want Scott Malone. I want players that I've worked with before. You put too much uh, faith in the manager. And if it goes wrong, look at what happened with Holloway in the past where we put a lot of backing into Holloway. I think it's a spell for disaster, personally. I agree with you, but, you know, it's... I I just think that the the money side of it and all that is what hits us. The recruitment side, the fact that we don't scout overseas um, in 2020, 2021, um, maybe it's changed within the last few months or so, I don't know. But we weren't... Um, we weren't scouting in Germany, France, you know, in, in where there's some great young footballers coming through. Um, the fact that, you know, commercially it, it's behind with, with other clubs, obviously, and we are competing in below budget to, you know, including wages. We're, we're right behind. I know clubs have been in the premiership, but we're doing good to hold where we are. Um, but I have to say one thing, Joe, Charlie, all of that lot, Husky ain't going to be buying the club, mate. Um, Why not? Uh, not going to happen. Why? Because they know, or uh, they are there commercially, but are they going to sit there and and have that level of money going out the door with with losses and everything else that's associated to a football club with no real benefit? I can't see it. They sponsor numerous sporting brands, though. So I imagine they have yeah, yeah. got and they they are, money. As I said to you before, they are going down the red boot, the the red boot, the red um the red ball plan of business where. It's literally their advertising is through sponsorship and that's how, you know, rather than spending it on advertising, they spend it on sports brands and go through there. So, you know, they've got obviously the export snowboarding, skiing, etc. They do football teams all in the um, in Scandinavia and around there. They do a lot of stuff around there. They've got other football teams, McLaren, etc. Et I don't know if they are on McLaren this year because their new car got released and I didn't see the Husky on there, but they probably are somewhere. But with this though, so look, this is I think this is my point as well a little bit, right? And I think we need to move if we're not gonna if we're not gonna back a manager to sign Jason Malumbi, for example, and not pay <clears> enough <throat> money to get him. And I know we're saying Malumbi, it could be a situation where Brian didn't want to let him go. Ultimately, every player has a price, and I'm sure if we met the price tag, we would have been able to convince him to come to Millwall. Maybe it's probably out of our means. And obviously, look, we live within our means, and I think it's the best thing, like I said, about Berylson, where Berylson is obviously protecting our finances, protecting the club. But I do think we need someone with a football in mind to be sitting on the board or sitting within the group of people that control <coughs> stuff. I, this is where I think we're, yeah, we could Steve, benefit. Yeah, but Steve Koppel was advising um, Neil Harris when Neil Harris was there. But Steve Koppel advises seven other managers everywhere. He's no, no, I know he does. Places. Steve Koppel yeah, yeah. is still popping up. But at who, would you, who would you... Yeah, yeah, yeah. But who would you have as a director of football? And I agree with Richard Lacey. Sorry there. Berylson ain't going to sell. Until that regen's done, Berylson ain't going nowhere. Do you know who I'd have if 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 it's an ideal scenario where like you look at someone that's a director or someone to you want a Kenny Jacket kind of figure. You want someone that I'm not saying Jacket's the one because obviously he's a football manager still, but you want someone that is aware of your club, how you function. Even even get someone like, you know, I, I'm trying thinking from thin air here, but imagine if Neil Harris is like, I want to sit out the game for five, ten years and, and just sit as and, and sit and be like an advisory role. You just want people to understand the club. Or someone like Tim Cahill. Tim Cahill, right? You know, he's wanting to get into management. I'm plucking names out of thin air here, but I'm saying you want people that have understand and played at a high level in football, 
also have the idea of Neil what Mill Harris was about. Would never happen because the manager would be. I wouldn't expect Neil Harris. Yeah, I wouldn't. Would ex- I'm not saying Neil. I wouldn't say yeah. Neil. Har- I'm not saying that's the. But I'm saying imagine Rowett someone would like have that. A big say. Rowett would have a big say in it. But I think what we need to do is we need to decide where we want to be. Do we want to be in the top half of the championship like we are in and around the playoffs? If so, we need to invest. We cannot get away every single season on a wing and a prayer hoping that the manager's going to get it right. We don't score enough goals. And the only way we're going to score enough goals is if we drop a few quid to speculate to accumulate. Yeah, yeah? but I, that I, is the business model. That yeah, is no, the way that is the way that football is going. If you don't want to do that, we might as well just get relegated to League One and just continue to go this, this is a carbon copy of the last every... twenty years. This is a carbon copy of the last 20 years of Mill, though. It was a carbon copy in the last 50 years. Yeah, this is it. Mill oh, no, the non season and then in the 89, 80, 80s, whatever. Mill can't ever change. You know, I agree with Alan Swift there. Mill can never change its identity. I would never, and it will never, and it will never ever go into, you know, commercially as in, welcome to the green area, sponsored by a fucking Go Green or whatever. You know, we won't have, we wouldn't go down that level of, of you know, hang on, you just said clubs. you want to sell we the Ben as a husky No, 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 I didn't. No, I didn't. I said to you, right, they are commercially mm-hmm. 10 years behind everyone else, right, which is fact. And the reason is that is a couple of reasons. One, because as much as you don't say it, but the reputation what Mill has, regardless of whether or not they're doing anything wrong or not, it's the same way that papers still use our names to sell stuff. And the fact of that... They're not going to sit there. No one's going to if, – if they changed the name to the Husky Stadium, it would still be the Den, right? So commercially, it's not fucking viable. And also, no one's going to do it. They're not we, – we will make a charge for the Premiership. I can see at some point we will make a charge, same as we made a charge into Division 1 and we were there for a bit and then out. And, and we will go to the Premiership at some point before it's fucking too late. But I just think that we will do it how we're doing it. I, I don't think if you think that Millwall's ever going to be no spending chance. thirty grand a week on a player, ain't going to happen. Mickey, no, the games saying, change a lot, though. The I'm games change. Sorry, the game. spend thirty grand a week on a player. Yeah, you can get a player from League One for two or three million quid. You can, yeah, you can put him on a decent wage because he won't be on a decent wage. Yeah, and then you can develop him. And sell him for much more, and then you go again. The that game's is changed. The though, business like, model. That well, is the business model now. But okay, football. so to Neil, I agree with you in a sense. But then I think then you need to make sure you've got a solid foundation of where this is the style of Mill play. This is how we play. This is how we get the best out of our players as well. Because if you look at our side, I don't think we get the best out of certain players that are good players on our side. I personally think that, and I don't think we have an identity about a side of how we are because we're still in a transition under Brower at the moment. But back to Mickey's point about getting to the Premier League one day. It's not the same as it was in 88-89 where it was a level playing field almost financially. The game's changed so much. And that's why Norwich relegated last season, Watford relegated last season. They're both up there. That's why Bournemouth's seventh place in the league because naturally they can afford to pay the bucks for the players that are good enough to be at that level 
And then therefore they hold on to these players when they get relegated. So it makes it so much more difficult for a team like Mill to sneak up there. The, the reason Brentford are up there is because Brentford have managed to raise £60 million on two players. So then maybe this is my question. Do we need to sell to buy? This is probably what we need to do, Neil. No. We need Who to would sell, you sell Wallace. We need to sell Wallace for five million if we can. We need to sell Cooper for five million if we can. And then we pluck into League One and spend on four players for the same money. And then you make the best out of them four players. And then you turn it. That's the only way you compete. Look at Brentford. That's all they've done. You were talking I, about their I, recruitment. But then Brentford have got a price tag. They sold Andre Gray for £10 million many moons ago. They, they sold Ollie Watkins for £30 million. Whereas the temptation to hold on to these players, they know every player's got a price. They yeah, sold I've... Ryan Woods. They sold Ryan Woods for £5 million a yeah, couple yeah, of years yeah. ago. Do you know what I, I mean? Like, you, you've got you, a... I mean, some of the guys will DM us on Twitter and stuff. On August 25th, I'm the most brutal, vicious, ruthless champion that's ever been. The most anticipated original series is here. You may know Tyson. You're the heavyweight champion of the world, young, rich, and black. But do you know Mike? The minute you get too big, they gotta cut you down. Starring Trevante Rhodes. Um, I am Mike. And Harvey Keitel. They'll love you as much as they fear you. Now I'm really gonna have some fun. Mike, series premiere August 25th, only on Hulu. Your plans? Today it's dinner with the parents at your spot. We gotta come back here. Now, their spot. Or you're on the edge of your seat at the game. Come on, just one time! And it's the one. Or maybe you're catching the next flight to... Now boarding flight 1850. Oh, that's you. The choice is yours. And when you're with Amex, it's not if it's going to happen, but when. American Express. Don't live life without it. Some of the Academy fellas are saying, you know, we've got eight, seven, eight, nine, ten-year-olds coming through... What absolute fucking mustard. Now, if we can keep hold of those players and, and and condition them and train them and bring them up under the Millwall, you know, the Millwall way is such, I know we don't like it, but if you bring them up in, in how it's playing from you've got a stable manager and, and that, that, that way he plays is brought down through the academy and everything else, then, you know what, we're going to get a chance of having homegrown, decent players coming. But the problem is when you've got teams like Man City and the like who've got under five elite fucking teams where they're looking out for these kids four, five, six and plucking them out of the way, you're never in a million years going to be able to compete with, you know, keeping hold of these players as much as you can because, you know, it's not, it's not a fair, it's not a fair open um, marketplace. It's, It's whoever's got the most money can get away with whatever they want. And that's the problem. It's like, okay, now the League One, League Two wages thing's gone out the window. Then, okay, some of the championship players might be able to go there going forward. But the championship's always been a, a shot window for the Prem. So you'll have the new teams go up in the Prem, and then all of a sudden they get the 150 million, whatever it is, for going up, that they suddenly start going into the championship and taking people's half decent players. And then you've got to look again to start tapping your players up. I think what Rowett's doing at the moment with the budget he's got uh, and everything was going on, I think for us to be, what, 12th, 13th at the moment where we are and pulling off the results we are, what, nine unbeaten, is a fucking near on a miracle. But then we can't moan then about drawing nil-nil and 1-1 and conceding only 28 goals and scoring only 32 because you're right, Rowett's got these set of players and he's doing an absolute wonders to get them where we are at the moment. You can say that argument... 
But then we can't turn around and sit here and go, oh, we were shit. We didn't we do any, we didn't, we, we should be beating Wick and we should be beating Lou. Because the fact of the matter is, where we play is, is then we're having these games where we limit the amount of chances we make. We're limiting the amount of chances we give away. So then it's boring to watch, but it's effective. And then mm. that's the problem you've got then, isn't it? Where like you've got a balance between either having attacking, exciting football to coin what, um, I think it was Phil when he was Phil Clark who's been on here before, but he also went on to Nick's Axel Millwall show before. And, and I listened to that show where he was like, we should be entertained as football fans. But then you've got to coin it where you, you're balancing competing in the championship and playing negative football. I'm not saying it's negative because I don't think it's been that bad, to be honest. But instead of playing entertaining football where you maybe get ripped open and torn another one by some of these higher teams... We're competing in games. I, I mean, go on, Neil. You're sitting there quietly. I'm thinking what you've got to add into it because I know you unmuted yourself. It just goes back to what I said. We need to decide where we want to be. Do we want to be in the Championship or do we want to be in League One? Yeah, We have to... We have to improve our strikers. There's no two ways about that, yeah? And the only way we're going to improve them is by speculating to accumulate. Yeah, there's no, other, there's no other way. There's no other way of doing it, Mickey. No, no. Look, Football. financially, we have to stay in the championship. So, well, therefore, we have to gamble on somebody like Jepcott at Plymouth. Somebody else said the lad at uh, uh, Johnson Clark is it at Peterborough? Mm -hmm. We need. We need to up our scouting game. We definitely need to 100%, up our scouting game. 100%. Game. I've said that for years. Yeah. So, you know, we need to be, you know, we need to be scout. I mean, we're probably scouting better now up in Scotland with the fact yeah, that Callum's exactly. up there and that now. Um, we need to be scouting there. We need to be looking, you know, years back, most of the players we spoke to, Robbie Ryan, Barry Coogan, you know, um, they all said, you know, they were scouted from Ireland. Um, how many players are we looking over in Ireland now to bring through the lower leagues, bringing them over, giving them chances? Again, you know, Germany, France, they've all got cracking teams out there and cracking youngsters coming through. And and we just, you know, I think we, we cut our nose off to spite our face with... Well, this, you know, this goes back to my point, though. Sorry, Neil, yeah, one Brentford second. Brentford find these players in France, yeah? They find these players in France, they've got a school teacher on a retainer a school teacher on the retainer, let that sink in for a minute or two, who goes around and watches football, yeah? Why can't we have this? Why can't we have a school teacher in France, a school teacher in Germany and Spain or somewhere, going around and trying to find these players in the lower divisions? But we've had ex-players. I mean, we've had yeah. ex-players. I mean, you know, I know an ex-player who lives in Scotland who used to play for us in the 70s who's offered to do scouting for him for expenses only and he's never had a reply back. They've never turned around and said, no, thank you or yes, please. And he's offered to scout, uh, you know, all the Scottish teams and stuff like that and go across. You've got, what's his name? You've got Brian King sitting in Norway who, again, has scouted for premiership teams and stuff. He could quite happily scout out there for us. It's just, you, whatever reason... We, over so many years, we've not scouted properly. Scouting's changed, though. I reckon we have the same access to the same databases that every other club has or has yeah, yeah, a similar yeah. sort of access to Scouts or Instat. Yeah. Everyone's heard of these things before, Opta. Everyone's got access to the same things. I reckon we throw up the same reports, but 
this is when, as you know, we don't really we we I reckon we throw numbers at these uh, managers and go, here's the players for you, and then we don't really then we just let the manager decide who they want to bring in. We let them decide who they want to bring in themselves. That's why that's my point about I feel like as a club, if we want to progress more, I think we need to change how we're approaching this where we have someone from a directive above the manager that is in, not in charge of transfers because I hate the idea that someone else is bringing in the players for the manager but there's got to be a pressure on the manager that you've got to bring in certain type of players that fit these criteria because one day you're gone because it's not a football manager that stays for 10 years anymore at a football club it's a football manager that stays here for two or three years and moves on but then we're still stuck with the players afterwards and then we can't then turn around and go oh Rowett's still got Neil Harris type players in the squads and, you know, he's got to move these players out. No, they're middle players. He should be then employed to get the best out of these players. I think it's a fine balance, but, you know, it's, it's, weird be, that, it's got to be it's, a directive from the club as well. Yeah, it's weird within, it's weird at football now where, you know, the manager, in, in any other in any other job in the country, you'd have a manager who basically brings the best out of his workforce. But in football, it seems to be that, that manager always tries to wrap himself up with people he knows, people he's done with before to do the job where, you know, if that manager goes, then normally the back staff go with him and everything else when, you know, you can't, it, it, it's it's one of those things where you just, it, it's never been built outside. I mean, you know, you look at Premier League when they get rid of the manager, all of a sudden the manager goes, half the fucking backroom team goes with him and in comes a whole new one. And then it's it's a completely start afresh, off you go again. And, you know, we, we've spoken to players where they've said the manager changes as being an absolute pain in the arse. But to me personally, I think better scouting. Um, and I agree with Neil, you know, maybe speculate to accumulate. Look at, I mean, you look at Morrison, you look at Gregory, we plucked him from non-league. Um, exactly. And exactly. we got money out of them. You know, Jed Wallace, we obviously got, not Jed Wallace, um, Savile, we got some money out of it for, for that deal and some adults going forward. You need to look, but I, if you think we're going to pay four or five million for a player, that's just not here. If we can scoop an up and coming player from League One, League Two for one and a half, two million pounds, you maybe if that, if that two million was including add ons and then, yeah, then off you go. I mean, there, yeah, look, Mick, Mick M, you know, Parrot come from Ireland. Yeah, he did, but he, he weren't our player, was he? He come from thinking, and unfortunately, I don't think he was ready to come into the championship yet. Are you suggesting here, um, Tony, about getting uh, Neil Harris as a director of football, head of recruitment? He's um, just... Yeah, well, I'm, that, that's yeah, well, I'm not even I sure. Well. That's what yeah, I'm, but I'm not even... Yeah, but I'm not even sure that Troy Parrott's ready for League One. I don't think he scored for Ipswich. No, there was a comment... There was a comment... There was a comment back there from um, someone who turned around and said, there, look... I don't know about that. Well, Romeo being Premier League class, he's not. Yeah. But he, he's a good championship player. He would go to another championship club if he left us. He'd probably be worth like a million probably, or two. Yeah, well, that's what I was going to say. We could probably get a couple of million for Marlon Romeo. And I think with Danny McNamara, I think it's something that we ought to be looking at this summer. And then we can reinvest that money into... And, into another player. I think that Mickey said earlier on that we're in danger we hang on to players for too long. I think we could have got £15 million for Jed Wallace 18 months ago. We wouldn't get it now. Should we talk about... Let's face it. I'm thinking, you know, we've spoke about this for for half hour longer than I thought we probably would, to be honest. Um, It's a talking point because we get quite heated about it. We went from talking about goal-scoring forwards for Millwall in the past 
to who what their record is to recruitment to club structure to commercial values. Just look at the club sorts. shop on that closing subject with with revenue and, and commercial thing and all that. Just look at the club shop. You know, I mean, fucking hell. I mean, it's shit, isn't it? Let's face it. Yeah, but you but can't if you wanna, buy anything if, from there because they don't fucking send it out. The last time share, I bought something from there, I ended up walking out with more money than I walked in with because they gave me the wrong fucking change and I didn't realise. I think it's improved a lot. I do honestly think it has. I've, I've had a better experience recently when I got the, the weight up and like I, I did think it's improved a lot. Um, but it is obviously still, that is behind in time. I'll agree with that. It, there is a lot that needs to be improved. And there, the, but burger, then, the burger stands, the food. To but how much, foot, how much footfall does the club shop get during the week? Not Next to none compared to what other clubs are getting with all their stadium tours and stuff like that. So there's no point investing money into a club shop because there's no just, footfall there, it's, is it's there? Not now, it's not just now. It's been it, it's been a long time. I know, of, I know of two people where, you know, with previous people in charge where they were offered, you know, shops elsewhere. Um, shops at the O2, shops here, somewhere else, where, you know, they didn't want to make that investment in because whatever reason. But, you know, no one's ever going to, um, you know, out of their way to the club shop. And a lot of the people now don't live around the club shop. I mean, you know, they're selling the shirts now for twenty two fifty if people want them, if they're in your size, um, you know, which is a sadness that you're getting to the board the end of the season. Obviously, they're now throwing stuff out to try and, Make some money, possibly because of COVID and everything else. But, you know, it is what it is. Should we talk about tomorrow's game, lads, for 15 minutes before we wrap things up today? We've got uh, just a little tricky customer in Barnsley coming to, you know, coming to the fray a little bit here. Their last four games in the league, they've beat uh, Brentford 2-0 away from home. They beat Blackburn 2-1. They beat Bristol City 1-0. And they beat Stoke 2-0 last time out. It's going to be a difficult game tomorrow, don't you reckon, Neil? Uh, Yeah. I think every game at the minute is quite a difficult game, isn't it? Uh, what with our injury situation, I know that Mickey doesn't like using injuries as a as a problem. Do you, Mick? No? What are you fucking no. drinking, you cunt? Do you know what I mean? No, don't, <laughs> listen, injuries are injuries. Do you know what I mean? They're fucking, if you're injured, you're injured, mate. Do you know what I mean? And I think, you know... I think the last game we had, when you think when when we were talking about the show afterwards, and there was like six or seven injuries. I mean, realistically, we done fucking well considering how many key play- when we were talking about it. How many I'm, key? I'm there. on Neil's side here because you went. Hang on a minute. I'm, I, I could I could turn up and play ninety minutes twice a week, and they can't use the injuries as an excuse. This is you, and I quoted listen, in the last show, listen, Mickey. You, I've you got bad your fucking. Pal. I've got trapped up nerve in my arm, mate. I've had the COVID jab this week, mate. Fucking a couple of painkillers. <laughs> And I'll be fucking playing, mate, tomorrow. Not a problem at all. So, yeah. But, you know what? These guys get fucking paid, you know, better than what me and you do. And at the end of the day, they don't want to fucking hurt their delicate little selves, so they fucking go off. How about TT here? TT is on fucking drugs tonight, isn't he? He's I really tell you what. Be proper fiery, isn't he? My saving grace here is I feel like Barnsley against Millwall... I think we're the underdog in this scenario, believe it or not, based and on Barnsley's form. Perform. And also, not where we perform, but also where Barnsley will have the expect, expect, what's the right word, expectation to go into this yep. game and win the game. And and they will be, I think they won't be as up for the game as we will be tomorrow, personally. And I think, you know, what we saw from them when they played in the FA Cup against Chelsea, 
they were amazing. They were pressing high, they had a high line, they were playing, you know, the football that you kind of thought, hang on a minute, this is like, this is very impressive from Barnsley, right? Because they've got this new manager in recently that's, you know, set them up to play this way. And it's a, you know, a European style football, so to speak. And it's caught, caught a lot of people out. I do think, though, we're going to catch them at a good time tomorrow. And that's just blind hope that I'm not even going to lie to you. I think we will catch them at a good time. And I do think, you know, this could be hopefully an opportunity where we could turn up and make a few, you know, cause a few surprises tomorrow. Bust a Maccas, as they say. That comment. This was not me. Where is it? That comment right there, mate. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Yeah. When we are the underdog, we perform much better than going in there thinking that we're going to turn people over. Yeah, and yeah, but this comment here was not me. Yeah, <laughs> everybody accuses me of being too negative. I don't know about tomorrow, to be honest. It, it, it's one of those games where we could turn up and we could, yeah, well, we could nick a one nil. I think, like a couple of other people have said. Yeah, I think one nil seems to be a quite a popular thing in there. I think. I've seen it, no, I think he is. I mean, if you want to put your scores on, put scores in. Um, they're going fast, quick. But, yeah. But, no, look, I think Mill is what it is, right? Um, you know, we love the team. We love it where it is. We love the fact that we aren't the most financial secure club in the world. We don't have millions and millions in the bank. We have, you know, a rubber to green some days. We do all this and that. But I wouldn't change it for a million years, mate. It is what it is. You know, you imagine if we suddenly walked into – Hundred million pound commercial deal over, you know, like some of these Premiership with with shirt sponsors and and stuff like that. I mean, realistically, I wouldn't want us in the Prem every week to get sanitised. I like the fact that, you know, you still get the old boys standing on the bottom of the West Stand, fucking screaming dog shit abuse at the opposition players warming up, and you know, you get your piss warm fucking pint of lager. What takes you four hours to get? By the time you get it, it's fucking we've scored three goals and. You've got to nick it back to get back out. So I think all of that, it, it, it's all part and parcel of Millwall. I think, you know, we, we are what we are, mate. Um, and I don't think we, you know, I don't think we're ever going to change that. No, I agree. I think um, I've got some predictions here. Yeah, well, I think it will be 1 0 either way. Who's flicking There's up the not- scores? Because I'll try to click off it. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm yeah, getting but, trigger happy. I'm trying to get some comments up, but <laughs> yeah, well that's Mickey, guaranteed because I'm actually sat back. I'm sat uh, back. You see, you put... see my hands there, yeah. But no, nobody. Yeah, you were doing it before, then Mickey. You were doing it before, son. I'll, I'll take a draw to be honest tomorrow. I know, I know we've got 16 draws in 32 games this season, but I would take a draw. I mean, I think. Like we said, Barnsley, I think, will be hopefully vulnerable because, you know, they won't be, they'll be, the, they used to be the underdogs in games. I think we'll be kind of, you know, turn up trying to be our own underdog tomorrow. So fingers crossed. What would your sort of team be? Would you make many changes to the side tomorrow, Neil? Put you on the spot a little bit there. Oh, God almighty. Yeah. We've got the side that badly wrong over the last two or three weeks. Yeah. God knows what he's going to play. I think. I think probably the only change I can see so far will be uh, Jake Cooper coming back into the side. I don't think there will be many others. Is he fit to play? Apparently. Yeah, but apparently so. I think he wanted to play the other day and Rowett seemed to think that he didn't need an operation. He wanted to play the other day. So 
Maybe we need to get John Kelly on, mate, and find out some of these inside scoops he keeps fucking giving. <laughs> yeah, Gary Rabbit said it in his press conference, didn't he? In his, in his uh, yeah, in his pre-match one to the local papers. I don't know. I d- we need to score a goal or two, so we need to find a way of doing that. Yeah, Omar's been saying for a couple of weeks, play the kids. I'm starting to come around to that way of thinking that we need to give the likes of Tyler Bury a game. What is Let's it? give Tyler Bury a start and let's see what he can do. People here, so TT and I mean, 69 Same Man are going for a similar sort of thing here where they're like, they're looking, I think, similar sort of ideas here. Bennett and Wallace up front, somewhere in behind. And then he's saying John Daly and Bennett, where Smith last 30, the, the players that are full of energy, players that are going to run around and, in a sense, make life difficult for the Barsley defenders and graft up front. Because that's what you really need, I think, tomorrow in a game like this. You need your forwards to make the ball stick, which is what I think Bodfarson is good at, by the way, which is why I wouldn't be opposed to John Daly Bodfarson playing tomorrow. Because when the ball goes up to him, he busts the gut to try and keep it there. The quality afterwards is debatable, which we all know about. But I do think, you know, we need to kind of hopefully put a performance where tomorrow we've got some energy in there. And that's why, you know, the likes of Bury, I wouldn't be opposed to either, Neil. I, you know, I, I mean, what Who's are you thinking? Go on, mate. I know, I was just looking at Richard Lacey's figure about the kid at Sun. I don't know who that kid is. Maybe we need to speak Isaac to Marvin Lassie. Williams. Isaac. Oh, is it? There, the yeah. are. The strikers on loan there, Isaac Olafe keeps scoring goals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah but the like? thing is, though, the thing is, I he's playing for a team at the top of the of the national league, and we're midway up the championship. It's a big jump, isn't it? Uh, uh, yeah, 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 but, yeah. But I just I, want to highlight Joe Zampa's comment here. I'd ahead. love to see George Alexander come off the bench. So not. I'm not sure he can play because he's actually got a three-game ban, hasn't he, for being sent off for the for the reserves a couple of games ago. He definitely he definitely didn't play on Monday because he was suspended. Right. So I'm not sure if he can play tomorrow, but I think he's worth a go. I agree off, with TT you know, there, mate. Yeah, we're off the bench at some stage. To be honest with you, that's all. Because we're trying everything else. That's all we need. We need strikers what can fucking find the goal. If we can find someone who can find the goal, then then great. I mean, you know, it, it, it's madness. A couple of games ago, what did we score? Seven goals in two games, was it? Eight yeah, goals could, in three. Eight goals in three. Uh, so they know they can find the goal. It's just they need that little bit of confidence to come in and go, yeah, okay. And maybe tomorrow, maybe, you know, we might be able to get one or two tomorrow with... You know, going in as the underdogs, thinking, fuck it, you know, we've got nothing to lose and, and go all out. Well, we don't create enough, though. This is the thing as well, isn't no. it? It's a, it's a yeah, that's the thing. This is it. We don't, we're not going yeah, into Yeah, but we aren't going to score goals because we're not creating We, we rely way too much on Dred Wallace to do something magical in these sort of games. You, you'll see Wallace tomorrow, and every time he gets the ball, he'll try and take as many touches, try to get the team up the field, which is obviously what he's good at, and you want him to do that, but... The, it's too much reliance on him. You need other players to step up to the plate. And then that's maybe when the likes of Mahoney should be coming back in when he's hopefully fit again. I mean, has anyone heard about his setback at Mahoney? Because he obviously never set back from the 23s, didn't he? It was supposed to actually only be a couple of weeks or something, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. But but God knows. It, it, it just seems to be a never-ending tale of woe with the poor lad, doesn't it? <clears throat> it, it, it just... Would you... Yeah, so <laughs> what would your team be then, Omar? 
Jay would have scored one deflected goal since Omar was 12 and had the cheeks for a couple of years for the fans. Don't worry, I'm the same with that, the John Donegal Faster story, man. I, him so what years, would your yeah. team be? What my so team would be? what would your team be? I imagine he's going to stick with a five at the back, right? So I'd have Bill Kowski in goal. I'd have, if Cooper's fit, then I'd play Cooper, left centre-half. I'd have Evans and Hutchinson in there the three, to make the three central defenders. I'd have Danny Mack back in the side. Why has he not played the last six or seven games? Anyone answer that in the comments, please feel free to do so. Uh, left back, I'd have Scott Malone because there's no one else who's played there. I'd have um, in midfield, I'd probably go with, I guess you've got to go with Woods because, I mean, at this point, there's no one else in it's there to put in there. But there's no one else putting there either, to be honest, at the moment because, you know, Evans could probably play in there. But again, you take him away from the central defence. You've got no Ryan Leonard available. I'd probably play Billy Mitchell next to him, give him a chance. He didn't get on the pitch the other night. Was that in- intentional with the idea of looking at this game on Saturday? I mean, I know he's stepping up his recovery, so hopefully he can be fit enough to play. And then I'd probably play Jed Wallace behind the two strikers and probably have Bennett and Budfarton, to be honest, because I-, I don't know who else we could play up top, to be honest, at the minute, lads. Maybe Bradshaw instead of Budfarton. But then you're, to- you're tossing up between the two of them there. Like, what, you know, it's, it's, it's a thankless task. It's like, who could you put in there? <laughs> oh, unbelievable. Actually, yeah, well, actually, well, I have got a theory behind our poor form for the last two games. Go ahead. Omar's had his hair cut. <laughs> I got my hair cut Omar, on Tuesday. I had mine on Tuesday, I, not, not the weekend, so you can't use that as an excuse. Yeah, no, well... Yeah, That's no, shut it down, hasn't it? We're doing all right with the long hair. <laughs> Fuck you! Right. Down, big time, no, it it? no, it hasn't. No, it hasn't. Because we still fucking drew on Tuesday. He should have fucking kept the long hair. All right, and then we'll... we'd have won. If no. Mill will win tomorrow, I won't shave my beard for the rest of the season. How about that? That could be a scary sight. So. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I think, um, yeah, a good question from Richard Lacey as well. Is Kiffin Belts fit again? What's happened to Kiffin Belts? I mean, anyone aware? No one like... seems to know what his injury is, do they? Didn't he have a calf? Wasn't it a calf he got a knock? Or is it the was it was it either a calf, calf or hamstring? Hamstring or calf, wasn't it, I thought? Ah, and here we go. Joe Zampa's just come up with that comment. What coming? Immediately afterwards, yeah. What what the hell is going on with the fitness levels of our players? Hardly any players, in the last 90 minutes. Yeah. We've probably got the highest. I'm not quite sure if we've got the highest injury list in the division, but it's quite a bad one. We're playing but then Saturday, again, we've Tuesday. always had problems. This is it, I think. We're playing the amount of games we've got. I think injuries are to be expected. It's, it's unfortunate because they seem to have just tore up again. Like You look at the when we played Huddersfield, Rowett had a, almost a full squad to choose from. Went on a little bit of a decent run. Then injuries have started to come yeah. back again. Like it, I don't know. It's, is, it's it difficult, doing, right? is it the doing the pitch as well, though? Because the pitch is in fucking dog shit, isn't it? I mean, I mean poor old Ben Thompson needs to change his boot supplier because he just can't seem to fucking stand up with those those boots he's got on at the minute, but the pitch is dog shit. Maybe that's not helping out with people's injuries and that. I don't know. Yeah, but, yeah, but, but then again, people yeah, play but Sunday yeah, league sides and don't get fucking injured. Yeah, well, we don't play the ball on the floor, so what does it really matter? Yeah, but it bypasses midfield most of the time, doesn't it? So, but but I still, do totally agree with you. Our pitch, still and they water the it. Pitch, yeah, they water it and it cuts up badly. And they were moaning, Leeds were moaning the other day, weren't they, about that pitch that Daniel Levy robbed them for. And apparently it was 
unks mm. of bloody turf coming up and things like that. But yeah, well, I guess that a lot of teams in this division are in a similar position at the moment, aren't they? Yeah, totally agree with Mick M there, mate. But yeah, no, I think they are. But look, it is what it is. I think we we'll either get a draw or we nick a win tomorrow. I don't think we will lose, um, and I think we will carry on the 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 run. Um, and I think we 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 there or thereabouts in the playoffs, same as we were last season. Um, but again, we need to just win some of these games what are winnable, rather than like last last season we just kept getting the draws and that just fucked us. I, I think we need to stop talking about the playoffs because we ain't going to make them. We're going to stay in and around where we are. Mr. Fucking Glass half empty. No, it's true. Rather than no, Mr. It, Mr. Glass, yeah, no, glass half full. No, no, it's true. We're going to stay around where we are. All as you do is, is when you start talking about the playoffs, that we lose a couple of games and then everybody starts saying, row it out, row it out. Oh, mate, fucking yeah. people have been saying row it out for fucking the last six months. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, but it's boring. One yeah? of our leading fan channels, mate, except been it. justifying it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It is. It, just, look, Rowett is doing a superb job. No, no, because the season's ain't over. And and at the end of the day, you don't say never until the end of the season. Once it's there's no way nowhere possible that you're going to do it, there's still a chance. Well, there's enough games left and the, and the way the games are going in, there's every chance in the world that the ones above could fuck up and come down and we could go up. There's every no. chance in the world that we no could chance. do it. Mate, no. you, you no. can't... You, you can't. No way in a month for Sundays is it going to happen. Well done, Barry. It is. It's the hope that kills us, mate. But that's that's what oh, being yeah, a Millwall fan is supporting. Um, you that's know, what that's being a football so, fan's yeah. like. If you've that got a Mill podcast uh, bingo card, month of Sunday has come in just now. So um, Neil Fizz is he's, he's due to mention Katie Price in an innuendo in a minute, and then um, you've completed um, your full I, house. Yeah, well, I'll tell you what, <laughs> I have not mentioned her for fucking weeks. It comes to your yeah. mind, doesn't it? Because you're scared that I'm going to call no. you out on it, is it? <laughs> no, I've, I've mentioned it a couple oh. of times. Yeah? Hey, um, are we going in a minute? Because if so, before we go, I've got something I just want to. To, to show and see if people want we're something. Gonna, we're going to go live to the X-Fan on the boards to um, give us a nice little roundup for the show. No, it's not a yeah, no, we'll on a minute. Yeah, no, the X-Fan on the board. <laughs> Who has actually been a public figure at the club for six Wrap it up, man. Um, Come on, wrap it up. And, yes, I can put myself back in now, Mickey. So. Yeah, yeah, for anyway. a little bit until I block you. Anyway, um, I was going through a cupboard um, about a week or so ago, and look, I don't know. I've got I've got loads of these, so you know we can do them by just we could give away so many each week or whatever if people think. But I've got a load of you can see these on there. They're from last season, I think, season before. Um, caricatures by um, a sponsor we still got actually, um, who who drew these there, obviously. The team from, I think they're from two seasons. Yeah, it must be two seasons ago because Jordan Arch is still there. Three seasons ago. Three you've seasons got, you've ago. Got ben Amos in there as well. You've yeah, got, yeah, yeah. You've got a few others. Fred's in there. I can see yeah. his face. Well, look, you're if, Jimmy Abdo. Yeah, you got you got a load on there. They're, they're just paper um, copies of prints and whatnot with um, all these players. But if you want one of these, on our website, you've got a comment section where you can drop us an email. Drop us an email um, and I'll do the first. 
15 people who, who email us this week um, and I'll put one in the post and send it out to you. So just go on our website. You'll see it, uh, at the top of the bar, you've got contact us, go on there and you'll see a little email me your address and um, and I'll get you these out. Um, over the weekend, look out, we've got, I'm going to do three posters for Lions Hub. We did one with Terry Herlock and, and it wasn't getting much traction. So I'm going to do Terry Herlock, Barry Kitchener, and um, a Tim Kale poster. Um, all the money raised for that will go to uh, Lions Hub, um, and I will put that up over the weekend at some point. Um, and also put a note in your diary for the 29th of March. Um, we are going to be doing um, – it's an international week, but we will be doing the Friday night show on men's mental health. We've got some great guests lined up. We've got the Football Supporters Association uh, giving us a representation for their Terrace Talk, which is about getting football fans to talk to each other and stuff and, and checking people are okay. We've got a guy who's uh, the hypnosis guy who's done loads of celebrities and stuff, who, who's basically a mind coach, teaches people how to retrain their mind and stuff and, and, and you know, positive thinking. And we've got Scott who does the um, – the uh, the Real Bloke Club. Um, and obviously, we're just going to do some bits and pieces for there. So, yeah. Uh, no, they're not my porn, mate. I'm not going to show you the porn. But do you remember the porns? Uh, sorry, diversion to quit. Those of you on there, Omar's probably a bit too young. Neil will probably know. But why is it when, when I was a kid, when I was probably between 10 and, and maybe 14, maybe 10, 9, 9 and 14, that you used to always go to the woods or something else and used to always find magazines fucking... I don't think I'm old enough for this. Yeah. I'm, I'm no, going to leave myself out and I'm going to bounce, guys. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> I, 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 it's one of those things that's always stuck me for why you'd always find magazines in the middle of nowhere, but now you can't. But saying that, my, my news agent's got fucking most poor magazines I've ever seen in my life. I didn't mm-hmm. even think they were a thing now with Pornhub and all that. Yeah, but that's because it was the kiddie fiddling spot that you used to. Mickey, out of interest, what's a porn hub? I've never heard of that in my life before. But, you're um, a lying cunt. And you're on a that lying note, everyone, yeah. you were looking at Lee Nicole on there remember, the other day, you told us. Yeah, we will be doing a pre. Yes, yes, John, we will be looking at a pre pub match show or, or an after match. Um, Show once lockdown is is out and we're doing it. Omar's been crying out for it for um, a long time, and maybe we just do a big jolly to an away game. We'll all fucking meet up and jump the train and just fucking cause chaos on the on an away day. Just PT proper old fashioned stuff. You know the tab's waiting for me when we get there. So um, yeah, <laughs> but, but Mickey's getting the tab at the end, though. So <laughs> yeah, man. right. Remember, check out our website. There's loads on there. Just have a look. If you want to be on the show, there's a link for that. If you want to rate the podcast. There's a, a, a link for that. And if you uh, want to suggest the worst player we've had, there's a link for there and some other bits. Just check out the website, www.thatmillpodcast.co.uk. That is about it. He stole my thunder. There you go. I'm going to leave it there. See you later, everyone.
You made it. Checked out of office to check into the sweet views of this place where the kids aren't asking for the Wi-Fi. Mom, can we go to the pool? And when you're with Amex, it's not if it's going to happen, but when. American Express. Don't live life without it. At Progressive, we know there's nothing like the feeling of riding your motorcycle with your buddies on the open road. It's a potent cocktail of thrills, laughter, and pure adrenaline. A feeling that would be impossible to recreate on the radio. Until now. Hit it, sound effects guy. I'm real proud of you, son. Wow, that was terrible. Our apologies for even trying. Quote with Progressive and see if you could save with America's number one motorcycle insurer. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.